Welcome to Get Valiant number 191, um, an amazing Shadow Man number two today, something else we'll talk about, and uh, I am alone for a quick second because Josh is here with me. What's up, Josh? Hello. I'm glad to be here on the big 191. 1919 one, to go. Gosh dang it. To 200. We're, we're heading toward the really big 200. And then we're going to be old. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we kept doing books when there wasn't, or review some of these episodes when there was no nothing to talk about. So I'm glad there's two books we could talk about this month for yeah. Shadowman number two and Savage Four. I, I do wonder with like the way the publication schedule is, how long it's going to take us to hit 200. It's like, whew, might not be for, <laughs> it might be 2022 by the time that happens. It'll be a while. <laughs> and of course, uh, say what's up to Scott Bloom. Scott's on. So good to hear you, Scott. Scott's asking him, no, Eric. Yep. Eric is, uh, he's doing Eric. So Eric, I hope you're having fun doing, well, hope you're having fun, Eric. I was gonna say that sounds really weird. Like <laughs> back in conversation, a little bit different. No, no Eric's Eric's living it up. So uh, sometimes you gotta do that. Sometimes you gotta take a break. You know. Yeah. So exactly, man, dude. Well, you didn't get to come on to uh, you. You had prior obligations, like children or something, last month when we got to have a. You know, a couple of Valiant podcasts on, and uh, then a surprise guest with Colin Bunn. I know, and I feel like I felt really bad because my wife got a new job, and her new job is in Denver, and she doesn't have to work there, but sometimes she has to fly there. So to have yeah. her, so to go to her new job, she had to leave last that that week to go to Denver to to meet the new employee employer. And it sucked because I was the one originally who was like, oh, man, a year ago we did this really awesome podcast with all these cool cats. We should try to do something like that again. And then our great friend at Valiant, Greg Katzman, was like, oh, yeah, well, let me start sending some emails out. Everything got set up. But then I was stuck at home alone with all three kids, and I couldn't get my kids to bed on time. And then Colin Bunn shows up on Get Valiant. And I was like, what the hell? I would love to talk to Colin. I've never met Colin. Oh, and man. And I've been reading his books long before he worked for Valiant, too. So it was really like a, it was a huge bummer. I got to watch the end of it. And I think I hopped on the chat like the last 10 minutes of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a bummer. You know, it happens. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever miss an episode. It's what happens. You never know what you're going to get here. Um, yeah. I actually did it in Vegas. I was in Vegas, like standing like downstairs at the Mirage, like yeah, a little it was a little interesting. I mean, I'm pretty sure people were looking at like, what's this guy doing? He's sitting here talking to his computer the whole time. I'm, I guess a lot of people are doing that now these days, but not sitting at the Mirage Casino. Yeah, um, I think that just shows your dedication because I know that we had an episode earlier this year where the power went out and you were out in your car for an hour. Hey, it happens. I mean, you do what you do, man. We, we, we appreciate that kind of, that level of dedication around these parts. You know what? We have to stay valiant. That's right. Stay valiant. Get valiant and stay valiant. That's right. Hashtags on double up. Um, but dude, there's a savage or obviously shadow man. Number one. Um, we actually didn't even really score. It. It's kind of weird scoring a book with the creator on there. Oh yeah. Um, Where he's you know like, I mean? why would you want to give me that? <laughs> right. I do like how I screwed with everybody. Cause I was like, so, uh, 
who would you really have wanted as your all-star creators on this? He's like, what were they supposed to say? Well, they were supposed to say you, of course, but you know, there's, there's some pretty awesomeness there. Hey, you know, there was something I wanted to talk to you about. This is a tiny bit off topic, only a tiny bit though. Um, I want to know, are you going to Rose city this year? I am indeed, dude. I saw that you got your, I got my ticket a while back. I was like, you know what? They have a, they usually have a, uh, like a black Friday thing to get your tickets really cheap. Um, but they're usually really good with press tickets too. Um, but being COVID what it is, I just went and got there. I went ahead and got their black Friday ones in November. Um, so yeah, definitely going to be hitting up Rose city. I love that. It's my favorite show. Yeah. I bought a ticket and I was like, should I try and get a press pass? And I was like, I'm not going to, I kind of just want to just, I haven't been to a show for a long time, mm-hmm. and I think there's when you when for people who don't know when you when you have a press pass, you know if you if you write for an outlet, you got to do some work. And yeah. I've kind of been out of the game a little bit, you know. I didn't go last year to Emerald to Emerald City, and I haven't been doing interviews for probably like a year and a half. It's been a while since I've done anything other than just like straight comic yeah. reviews. So I was like, oh, I think I'm just gonna like get a press pass or not. I'm just gonna get like a regular pass, but I, I got like um like a, a special pass for like for the three days. Cool. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It seems like a lot of people I know we're going to go. Um, but I remember you were always like, Oh, Rose city's awesome. So I want to yeah. check with you and see if you're going. Well, it, I mean, it's mine partly because I could, you know, have beer of walking up and down the aisles and you can't do that in a lot of other cons. So go, go, go you can do that in Salt Lake. <laughs> it's very weird. Because yeah. Utah has such uh, like all the liquor stores in Utah are state owned, right? So they're all it's always like the Utah State liquor store. You don't buy liquor any, you know. You can buy beer at like a, a gas station or something like that, but really, it's the weirdest liquor laws I bet in the country are here. But at a convention, at like a Salt Lake Comic Con, for instance, people all the time would come up to us holding beers, and I always thought oh, that's so weird here. You know, you can do that, right? <laughs> That, that I mean, it's cool. I had, might have to hiccup. Nah, I don't know if I'll have to hit that one up. But, you don't have but, to. They do very little comics. <laughs> but Rope City, dude, I'm pumped up that you're going. It's going to be a good one in September. Um, and so, yeah, that that's that's around the corner too. So um, I I'll know. probably hit that. I'll definitely hit up that. And if uh, Emerald City's up, I'm definitely hitting that up. And so, well, yeah. Emerald City happens at such a bad time of year. I thought December. I was like, can you just put it to like February, maybe? Like, you might as well go back to your regular March. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and the thing is, like, a, a convention in December, it's just not going to ever happen for me. Money wise, time wise, oh, price wise, yeah. traveling. Um, yeah, we'll see. And then also, December sucks in Washington State and Seattle. It's it's cold. It's wet. It's not fun. Um, so yeah, I would re- much rather have it, you know, March where it's starting to warm up a little bit, a little bit. We'll see, but dude, I'm pumped up. You're coming. I know I got four months to bug Eric to go now. So, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to just harass him nonstop about how he should go to a convention and meet us. Dude. <laughs> yeah. We'll give him a hard time. Oh we'll yeah. And, and, if you, and if you are listening or watching us, you should do the same thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll kind of be good not having the press because you're not feeling obligated to do much stuff, but probably still do a little bit of coverage stuff there while we're there. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, you know, I get to run into some cool people that I know I'm going. I'm going. I know I'm going to see there. So that's that's what'll be fun. So I'm in for that. One of them, like they showed his um, uh, Ninja cover of Ibrahim Mustafa. He yeah, very nice he, guy. 
he's going to be there. And I'm pretty sure that we're also going to get uh, Robert Myers. He's, he's, he's in Portland now working for Oni press. So he'll probably be there. So there'll be some fun people to kind of touch base with. Oh yeah, definitely. But, and then recently some changes happened with Valiant and uh, we didn't really get to talk about that at the last show a little bit, but uh, Heather Antos is uh, on her, not on the way out. She's out the door. And um, there was so much surrounded about that, about how like, you know, like press was saying that she got booted out um, and then that she just left, but not from my understanding. From my understanding is that something opened up with um, IDW to work on the Marvel line with our IDW with like the children's Marvel and Star Wars uh, properties. So it's a good fit for her. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, like, she got to have a last day there, so I don't think she got fired, you know? Right. Um, I mean, there's always, I mean, with Heather, there's always, there's always going to be that contingency that, like, wants to, like, shit all over her for no reason. Um, you know, like, I, I, I'm i kind of, it's kind of bittersweet because, like, she's really nice, and I, and I had the chance to talk with her a few times um, at Emerald City. I, I feel like she wasn't, like, a great fit at Valiant. Right. Um, whereas for her to go to IDW to work on, like Spider-Man and Star Wars or whatever else they do with Marvel. She's a great fit for that. Like that's totally her wheelhouse. Right. So I, I think for her, like it's, it's always like, it sucks whenever anyone leaves Valiant, especially like right now with the pandemic where you're just like, what, what is like, how strong is this company right now? No matter who's leaving, how strong is this company really? You know, but um, you know, I, I, I wish her the best of luck. You know, it, it sounds like she gets to really, get back to what she really enjoys, which is those Marvel properties. And she's a humongous Star Wars fan. And we'll just see where the books that she was working on go from there, you know, because like, I, I'm probably not alone. Like a lot of people didn't really dig XO. Um, I, don't, I think a lot of people will talk a little bit about Savage, but people really didn't dig Savage from like the feedback we've received. Yep. And, but, but then at the same time, Quantum and Woody was great. You know, another great Quantum and Woody series. I did like Quantum and Woody. She um, did bring some people in that we that we hadn't experienced their work. I mean, it's yeah. just we'll yeah. just see, you know. Yeah, I didn't like Livewire, the last two arcs. I know, kind of like her last arc when she jumped on, because uh, I believe that started before her. Um, but now we got David Wall, who's going to take over on Shadow Man. Looks like he's taking over on Exo Man of War as well. Um, so some cool, uh, you know, uh, another editors sitting there in the mix, ready to take grasp of, uh, what's to come. And hopefully we get a, you know, I, I know we're getting EXO back soon. Uh, that's still going to be with that same creative team, hopeless, David, hopeless, or Dennis hopeless and, uh, Elio, Emilio Lasso. And then, um, but I, I don't know how long, if that's going to go another arc or not. And um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I imagine we're getting one more arc if they're gonna. Yeah. Oh no, they've already kind of teased it, so it's already been. It's already. Yeah, been I, put saying, out there. I I saw a bunch. I, I feel like I've seen a bunch of cover artwork already for issue five, and uh, I was pretty impressed with what I saw. You know, like I don't love the new armor look. However, there was a cover that was released by Tyler Kirkham, who who does a bunch of work at other publishers, and I thought. The cover work he did looked great with the new armor, but I'm still not really sold on that whole look. But we'll see what it's like when it comes back. You know, I mean, it wasn't my favorite thing I was reading. It wasn't my favorite XO I was reading either. 
So, I mean, like, but my expectations are a bit low, so you could win me back pretty easy with, like, a decent story arc. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, actually, yeah, it looks like uh, August, August solicitations, Ninjak number two and Exo number five. All right. So it means Shadow Man's going to take a break between arcs, it looks like. Oh, that's just weird. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not really a fan of that. And they're advertising the um, the, sh the Shadow Man Omnibus, too. Um, so those are kind of the solicits that recently came out. But, you know, the Ninjak covers look good. Um, won't say much about the interior. Um, and then, yeah, some pretty decent-looking covers for XO number 5. So, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll score at that. Yeah. And then uh, see what David Wall would bring with with uh, the future of uh, those characters that that you know piece of the Valiant, and we'll. I know Heather had a big tie-in with the Final Witness, and um, I don't. It's I don't think it's very uh, in any continuity, and right now with uh, only two titles, I feel like they should hold off on something that's not in continuity um, until they could produce more books. Yeah, I mean, I want to see it. I'm I like the creative team. Uh, Ray Fox and uh, Jeremy Hahn. I think those guys are amazing creatives. But if it's not in continuity, I, I kind of want, I wish it would hold off till we could get more books. Yeah. And it's just a shame, too, because I mean, it, it's unfortunate to know that there's going to be a break with Shadow Man. Yeah. I, I feel you, Scott. Scott says, I really hate those breaks. Yeah. Me too. You know, like, I feel like everybody else is ramping up. And I don't know, like, I don't know every single little thing about, like, why Valiant can't put out more than two to three books a month. You know, I know that when The Visitor comes back, they're going to finish it out real quick. Mm -hmm. And uh, that'll be great. But, you know, I did have hopes just as a fan, you know, that when we, we got Shadow Man, it was going to be like, cool. We got Shadow Man and we'll have EXO and Ninjak, hopefully all at the same time. No, not really. Yeah. But, you know, again, like, I don't know everything that's going on. You know, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I can't imagine it's like a a problem with the publisher. But I don't know. You know, I, I think when you look at it, a lot of it comes down to sales too, right? If you're selling a bunch of books, so you're probably going to produce more. Um, so I, I don't know what that is on that. If it's uh, shortening the staff at the office to only have a little bit, um, we'll, we'll, see where, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But, you know. It's uh, hopefully 2023 gets us a lot more and we get more continuity and we get more of these books to come out on the regular. And I was going to say the only one that kind of was against that was, was Rye and then Divinity, right? Those two books were kind of split apart arcs, but I do like it when it's just coming in because it's, it's just momentum. I feel like it's just momentum of getting things going. So yeah, I just I just hope that we're just not looking at like all we get three three books and then a break on every like ongoing. Yeah. It's just kind of disappointing, you know. Like I we've said this before. If you don't give me a bunch of valiant stuff to buy, I'm just gonna start buying a lot of other stuff. And I'm already just really starting to buy a lot of other shit. I need a new bookshelf. I'm missing, I I'm missing that like I'm missing that feeling where I have like a whole bunch of like new valiant books, you know. Like I had to go buy a new coffee mug with like yesterday, just because I was like, I need to buy something valiant, you know. I don't. Have <laughs> I went to that Harada, the Harada website, and bought a um, nice Archer and Armstrong mug. Heck yeah! Everybody needs a little Archer and Armstrong, just like we do as well. Oh yeah, um, I'm down for that. 
Yeah, dude, I, I agree. I mean, I've been buying more stuff um, non-Valiant because there hasn't been enough Valiant to buy. Um, and so kind of getting the, the love outside of that. But I guess, you know, I don't know if there's much more news than that. Uh, you want to get into a little bit of books? Yeah, let's talk the books. Let's let's do uh let's get Savage out of the way. Let's do it. It's spoiler pause. <laughs> it's a spoiler pause, guys, and uh a spoiler alert. So welcome. Let's talk Savage and let's uh Yeah. And first I guess first instincts let's go with uh Savage Max Bemis on writing it Nate Stockman right uh art Triona Farrell doing colors letters by Hassan covers by Marcus Two Paulina uh and uh, Peach Monaco so yeah I did like the pre-order cover I I would have to say one of the things that's been a real big miss sadly on this has been the covers for this this series i agree have not really enjoyed you know this is the best looking one of the bunch uh but to me though when i mean i'm comparing it to the old series it's even the the bloody soccer ball i felt like was a little bit more relevant the the bloody ticket for the the soccer game match was cool um the the shield of the soccer team was cool uh, the bloody trophy, like you know what I mean. They had that whole run on all four of them, and then they had some really cool, um, um, what's his face, Louis Larosa covers. Dude, Nicholas, thank you so much. Yeah, Nicholas says, "How did I miss this stream? Love Shadowman too. Been stocking up on Valiant back issues as much as possible, but this new run is amazing. It is, you know, and we're glad you're liking it. Absolutely. And uh, you know, Shadowman is honestly." To me, like one of the, the major cornerstones of the Valiant universe. So much there's a lot of love from my end towards Shadow Man at all times. Absolutely, man. Thank you for that super chat. Appreciate it. Um yeah, dude. I'm glad you're on the stream. Please participate and join, man. We we appreciate the the conversation about Valiant Books. Um, but yeah. Getting into Savage, let's get Savage, but we're gonna cover Shadow Man for sure too. Uh number two. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't been really feeling the the covers of of the Savage book. Um, I really thought some of these were really really corny, like this wannabe Nike one. Um, but I think the, even this Nike one is better than like. There's one of them yeah. that's just like a shampoo ad, and it's yeah, just, like it's really like it's really cheesy, really 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 cheesy. Yes, yeah, I agree. So. So, I mean, this issue kind of, you know, I think all the pieces kind of fell into place with this one. Uh, there's the revel the revelation that his brother is maybe not quite the good dude that he may have seemed to have been. And he's kind of had it in for the younger savage brother, like his whole life. You know, he's ate him since he was like a baby. And, uh, you know, um, from there, it's just a big bloody battle royale between Savage and the dinosaurs and... Did did you notice this editing boo boo here? Which one on this page? Oh well, let me kind of show you that Woody Valiant is Woody, and then there's another Woody Valiant that's Quantum. And <laughs> they didn't quite get the um, yeah, 
they didn't quite get that together. They should have been quantum valiant. <laughs> so little mistake there on their end. That was a well, little, well, little, well, little, well, little. you don't know is that's Woody's burner account. And but uh he has the same one. He it's not Woody a valiant, Woody valiant. Valiant. one. That's probably what it is. You just can't tell. Um <laughs> okay, quit justifying it. They screwed up. I don't want to justify anything. But um, I mean it was a it was a it was an, a, an ending, you know, and then the um you know, I mean like the thing that's been kind of hard with Savage is it's just none of us have really liked it. It seems like such a schizophrenic property to me with Valiant because we've had eight issues of this book now, and four of them were just like hardcore, serious in tone. Uh, graphically violent between uh, this this outcast of the far far away and the people that still resided there, and then this book has been like slapstick. Um, I really want to say it's like it, it reminds me a lot of like British humor, like books that I've read, like British books that I have in my collection. It reminds me so much of like a lot of stuff that like John McRae would have worked on, some two thousand one AD lighter in tone stuff. Not saying it's necessarily bad. It's just so hard when we've already had something established in one manner. And then we're like, well, now we're going to go in a totally different way. And we don't have those like fan favorite art artists to, to carry the book. People really seem to have liked what B. Claymore was doing with the character. He helped create it. And then he's not here to do it. Um, and I'm not. And one thing is, like, I don't think it's badly written. It's not badly written. It's just not for me. Yeah, it's just not for me. It's far departure from the character, like you said. Um, and, and then and then seeing these connections where they try throwing in, you know, Woody and Quantum here, it's that they're it's like they're trying to create like a silly verse, a valiant silly verse type of thing of <laughs> Quantum and Woody, and now Savage is thrown into the mix of that. Um, I guess since he was in the far away, I guess you'd want Archer and Armstrong in there. I hope not, but that's the thing of why everyone loved Valiant. Not because pterodactyls are coming in and carrying out cars by their, you know, talons um, or their, you know, I don't know, stegosaurus is shooting you with an x-ray gun. It's because it's the world outside your window, right? And that that's the part that's really, really missing uh, with this book. Um, there, there's so much that's happening within it i mean they're talking about how like the other superheroes are having a difficult time with all these animals and savage who really you know doesn't necessarily have a complete superhero is besides you know knowing how to kick dinosaurs butts is uh the only one that could really come in and save the day weird put um yeah and you know for a book that had a lot of pc things one thing that was really kind of frustrating when you're really trying to be PC, you should be, you know, PC to a degree, but just the, the portrayal of homeless person here was kind of just, I don't know, little lowbrow on my, my thought, um, you know, just kind of, okay, let's use this here. Um, didn't think that was kind of, you know, very fair, very, I don't know. It was, yeah. I'll go past that. Down maybe, you know? Yeah. But ultimately, I'm glad that this one's over so we can get another book in. <laughs> yes. You know, as far as my score on this, my score is not going to be very high. It's just very middle of the road. I mean, it's like a, I'm a 2.5 on this. It's just not the book for me. Um, I liked a couple of the covers. I thought the first issue was okay, and I haven't liked it since. Right. Um, 
They kind of do. I mean, quantum, Nicholas is saying, does quantum Woody kind of exist within their own universe? That's how kind of, yeah. them. They, they, they exist. Like, I think just like when they're in the universe, things don't quite apply. Like the, the laws of physics don't quite apply. I don't know. Right. To me. Yeah. Well, and they're like the, the single a baseball team. You hardly ever hear about anybody who plays on single a baseball and there's a major league team out there somewhere. And um, you hardly hear about those minor leaguers, you know, until somebody gets good enough to come up. That's kind of how I look at it is they're, they're definitely, you know, sea level players and uh, not good enough to be on the A team until, until uh, Elliot Rahal wrote them. Yeah. Yeah. But I think honestly, like I've liked all the quantum movie stuff, you know? So, I mean, I like to me, like they're awesome, but they're one of those things. that's kind of a hard sell. You know, but you know what? The one thing I want to say about your comment about like the silly verse, like I don't have a problem with there being like a corner of the of the Valiant universe that's a little bit more lighthearted. And Quam and Woody and Archer and Armstrong, they do kind of fit within that. You know, they've had team ups and things like that. And you can put Savage in that, but it's just like kind of like I was saying, like what is he though? Like is is this? Is that the is that the path that this character has going forward, where he's going to have these like kind of like unreal slapstick adventures or is that going to try to go back to what worked before? I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Oh man. I really hope it goes back to what it was before. Cause I loved the raw grittiness of the first series. Um, you know, I thought that it was, it was a little bit of darkness was really, really cool with this guy who, you know, had to go out and do this and, and basically raise himself. I mean, but it almost, I don't know. I guess to defend it, I guess I'm speaking on both ends. It also is like Encino Man, right? You get you get uh, this guy that comes back as a Neanderthal, and then he's wheezing the juice with uh, Polly Shore. Uh, I, 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 you know, I guess that's the closest thing I can get to it. But I don't know. I, I hope they wouldn't try to do that. Encino Man or Tarzan and Jane. Uh, you know, we already had Jerry O'Connor be Tarzan. It's not worth it. Didn't work then. It's not going to work now. Um, so I hope they try to do a little bit of uh, other items with it. Yeah. Fair enough. With the weasel. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got that reference. I'm glad to hear that. Um, but I guess, I mean, I don't know if I really, really care to score it up. Um, I'm, um, yeah. Okay. We can move on from that. Cool. You move into Shadow Man. Yes, the ladies and gentlemen, the main event of the evening. It is Shadow Man. Shadow Man, Colin Bunn, John Davis Hunt, Jordy Belair, Clayton Cowles, John Davis Hunt on the cover A, Casper Wingard on cover B, the uh, horror movie homage cover, Francisco Vran Villa. Excuse me. And then Annie Wu doing the pre-order cover. I liked all of them. Yeah. Man, I really dig these horror covers that they're doing. Uh, they're awesome. Oh, this one here? God, yeah, yeah. So that's just great. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I really dug all of them. I dug this Baron Samedi, uh, Annie Wu, who's awesome. And um, yeah, I, I, I dug all of the covers here. I think that there was a a great looking book from the beginning and issue number one had some phenomenal covers as well. Um, so I'm glad to see that they're kind of putting into that. And uh, 
Shadow Man's just such a cool character design um, that it's hard not to like what he's on. I agree. Um, I, I I really dig like the tiny little things that they've done to his appearance from this volume, from the previous volume. He just has such a really cool look that stands out. He, I mean, like if you're if you're like I love the superhero aspects of of Shadow Man. He still has parts of that. I think his costume is like a, a mix now of like like real world horror and like a kind of a, a bit of a superhero, but. Man, his look is just perfect. Yeah, I'm I, I'm digging it. What what John Davis Hunt really is doing with the with it is is spot on. It's what's needed. Um, the Baron Samedi, um, I felt like you know the last Shadow Man uh, Diggles run. I think Samedi looked a little different. This looks like a a dead Jimi Hendrix come back to life, but it's still cool. It's it's still damn cool. You know, I like to think of it. As like like the dead side Aerosmith, you know, because like that's part of the valiant history is Aerosmith, man. Oh yes, it like, is. I like to think that this is like he found this in like Steve Tyler's closet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wearing it. They're not on tours. Pandemic. Um, oh yeah, yeah. eat so the dead, man. Eat the dead. So, um, right, I, I, let's get into the issue. Let Let's do it, man. Um, Last issue was really cool. A uh, you know there was a breach in the dead side where people were going through these mirrors, doing their little rituals, sacrificing themselves, and Shadow Man kicked ass, saved the day. And now they're going uh, on a little road trip. Now they're in Arizona, right? So, um, and 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 one thing I thought was interesting, they talk about Inuch, right? Um, and it mentions it's a town, but before it got to Inuch, the town, I was like. They're seeking Inuch. Well, who the heck's Inuch? Uh, could be a couple of things, but the one that I pulled up the most was the son of Cain from Cain and Abel in biblical pieces. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just wonder what little connections or more connections there are. There was another book that came out back in the day about a guy who came from New Orleans, and there was he was uh, his family was kind of into voodoo. He married this older woman, and then he she died, and she tried he tried resurrecting her. Um, he got kicked out of the town and then became a uh, like basically a doctor murderer. And he had this like serum that kept him old and he lived for a bunch of years. Um, kind of weird story. And I, I don't know if it's all connected at all, but they're in Inuch, Arizona and uh, a really interesting, creepy family involved here. Yeah. Like I thought that the intro to this issue was so downright creepy and bizarre where they're like the normal family and then they pick up the hitchhiker and the hitchhiker, he, you know, he's so like stereotypical, like the bad guy that you don't want to pick up. But then like the tables are turned so quick on him where the family is not at all what they seem. And, uh, you know, and then from there, you know, like Shadow Man and, and, and Samedia are, are walking around this, this ghost town. And, uh, things definitely aren't what they seem there. And there's lots of things that um, Jack can see within the air. He can see all these spirits and he can feel the presence of evil and all those kind of things. And man, I mean, it just turns into just like a really great fight. And one thing that I'm really liking with this, because this was something that I felt like they, that Valiant and, and the, the creative team on Ride did so well is we're getting a, what's mostly a done in one story. These stories are contained within one issue if someone's like, hey, I want to check out Shadow Man, 
you can check out issue two. You're not going to be lost. Obviously, things are going to be building towards something bigger. But I just love this approach where it's like you don't have to sit there and get and get in on the ground floor necessarily. You can pick up issue two. You're not missing out. There's not something that you didn't pick up on in the first issue if you're not reading it. Um, but, you know, I always feel like the value number ones are, are very easy to find as it is. So, um, but yeah, I just, this was just like an incredible issue. Great art. John Davis Hunt just delivering page after page of just beautiful work. Oh, dude. Yeah. And, and, and this image of the dude just totally reminds me of some uh, Juan Jose Reap. Uh, artwork a little bit but it's it's phenomenal like i love the the ability of this town of it uh, and it's showing it going in and out of the dead side to basically real life um i completely dig how they how they portrayed that and they really moved it to uh i guess right here's a great image of it and um and then just this relationship that samedi and shadow man are having is is it's pretty it's pretty awesome, right? It's you, you definitely Samedi's just no good. You could, you get the vibe of that right away. He's pulling strings on shadow man. Shadow man kind of knows that it's happening. Um, and then there's, there's, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot going. There's, there, there's strange things afoot in, uh, uh, and then Sean basically correct me, Enoch, uh, Arizona there. Yeah. Hey, one thing I want to bring up real quick. Um, Scott Bloom was mentioning Master Dark. Mm. And a big part of me actually hopes that Master Dark is not in any way involved in any of this stuff. Just because um, Rye ended with, with Master Dark being involved in a way. And we, we're still waiting on that cliffhanger. And so I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready for like two dark cliffhangers. So like maybe like maybe they're building up someone else within this, you know, or the story can just be told and it doesn't matter who it is. But there's a part of me where I'm just like, oh, I kind of hope it's not Master Dark. Plus, I always love it when there's another threat that can be uh, built up within like a certain part of the universe. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times with like a lot of these demonic characters, Shadow Man faces them and like kind of just like extinguishes them and kills them or kills them off or sends them to hell or whatever it is, you know, that he may do, he may do. And so it's like a lot of times they're not coming back. Master Dark, Samiti, they are a lot more powerful in, in what kind of being they are. So there's a reason why they can come back. I kind of hope that, like, we're building up something else. We're kind of building up someone a little more formidable who might pose, like, a, a threat now and in the future too. Oh, absolutely. I, I am hoping for something like that. You know, and, and when you look at, the like, the, the bulk and the length of Shadow Man – I feel like you have had uh, Master Dark uh, involved in a bunch of the stories, right? He's had his his kind of hand in a bunch of them, so it's uh it's it's not to a picture like a uh, Rampage, right? He's only really had such a small little bit within within Bloodshot's story, and then uh, where that went with him. Um, so it's it's one of those. I I I do want to see him. Do I want to see him just yet? Um, or do I want to see kind of like a good uh, filled out, you know, filled out story arc with with some other good positive threat to come into this? So, yeah, um, you know, one thing that's been a little hard with this is there's not a lot of um, not a lot of teasers as to what like what the future is going to be bringing with 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 the, like the next issue, but like 
And these 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 issues, these first two issues have been just really awesome. I think it's I think the thing that really works well with this is the fact that the last run really helped break all the shackles from Shadow Man. He's not we don't have to deal with the Jack who's trying to find himself or gain that part of him back. Like he's just ready to go. And it's really refreshing to have that take with Shadow Man. Because I feel like we haven't really had that at all. Right. It's good to really have that. The guy who's like – and issue one showed that again, right? You know, walking in, walks into the, the the little club, kicks their butt without even like, nope, I don't need superpowers for this. I got it. Um, and then just seeing the confidence that's portrayed, it's it's he's he's a badass. And, and I love that that's being pushed off into this series as well. And um, – yeah, when it when it comes to that, um, yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, should we score it? Huh? What do you what do you think about that weird animal villain at the end, the three headed uh, what you call it? I don't know, man. I'm 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 digging it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think like this was like a really good second issue. Um, not perfect. I mean, like, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it, but I don't think it was, like, quite as special as that first issue. But it's still really good. Okay. I'm going to probably go with, like, a um, – oh, I, I hate going, like, with the two fives. I hate the two fives. <laughs> but I'm going to go with, like, a 4.25. It's good. It's not great. But, like, I'm really digging it. Um, and we'll just see where it goes. But it's, it's awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, you know what? I would give this like a, a good solid A. So if I'm giving it an A, that would probably be a four or five. Oh. Um, so I, I, I liked it. I uh, I do think it's it's building off of a, a great kind of, you know, peace connection with, uh, you know, these um, these connections, these holes that are coming up from the dead side. Um, you know, and that's when we had Colin Bunn on. He talked a lot about how uh, – how they're going to be springing up around and there's it's it's not random and there's a little bit more connecting the pieces and he you know it's been it was alluded to in this story in this issue uh, of the that you know who's pulling the strings by it this isn't just kind of happening yeah it's there's always kind of been some some holes here and there for it but uh there's there's more there's more tugging the picture at it and and that 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 intrigues me um super pumped up for that and then, uh, you know, Nicholas asked a great question. Do we see Shadow Man kind of doing a crossover in the Valiant Properties in the near future? The, I'm, I'm hoping yes. And I think with um, Cullen Bunn kind of doing at the helm and knowing that he had his hand in Punk Mambo as well, which is dark, which is dead side. Um, I'm hoping that we at least get some like dead side crossover coming back a little bit um, and get a little bit, a little bit to that side of it. I think that would be, that'd be damn cool. Um those guys make sense to cross over frequently and often, um, you know, so yeah. Well, and plus like, if you look at characters like Ninjack and Tama and the eternal warrior, those are characters that do kind of have to go up against dead side villains and things like that. So there's always the possibility that they pop up or if, if anything happens with those books, they're going to show up. But, you know, I would love to see, I would especially love to see eternal warrior show up in this, you know, just because I do feel like, yeah. Stuff like this is up his alley. But we also got again coming back to we also got to see him in that in in Rye as well, right? So um, you know, he's been showing his face around a little bit. 
I know that's in 4002. Uh, Scott brings up a good point of that. Um, but hoping that, you know, we see some that we don't always get to see. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and who knows, because Samedi is kind of like existent in all time, like, like time is nothing to him. So maybe he has some powers to kind of pull that off um, and touch it back and forth. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I just see this being a, a, an interesting story. And um, the, the lady that's in this is really kind of, she's very mysterious. She's She's got lots of uh, possibilities of where and who she's connected with. Or is she on her own and her powers? And um, yeah, you know, I hope to see Alyssa in here down the way. Hope to see some of better stuff, maybe. Um, hope to see Jaunty. Um, yeah. Um, but ultimate good horror shadow man kicking ass. That's cool with me. Yeah. So definitely dude, that was good. What, I mean, you know, what you guys, I, I know uh, Scott said he agreed with you with the score. So I'm wrong, but you guys are right. <laughs> you guys going to hate. No. Um, but yeah, whatever you guys are going to score, I'm interested to see what you guys score, whether you're watching this right now live or uh, watching on the rerun or even uh, audio. If you guys are listening to this on uh, on uh, Spotify or whatnot, yeah, let us know your score. Come back to Valiant Fa- Facebook or uh, or Get Valiant Facebook and the, or uh, over to uh, the YouTube page and let us know what you're thinking. So, yeah, here's, here's kind of the process right here. Like, subscribe, give us your comments, hit the bells, know when we're going live so you can participate in the chats. And, uh, you know, got uh, Nicholas Brush who came into the chat. Appreciate you coming in, Nicholas. And then, of course, Scott and um, David and Sean. David came in. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And Scott Bloom, I'm sure if Eric was here, he'd be with me. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would, you know. He might even say I'm even low. So he might. He might. Like, dude, dude. dude. <laughs> so fucking badass. So that's my best Eric. That's my best Eric. So. Well, I don't have it. I don't think I could do it, Eric. I've never tried. <laughs> yep. He's one of a kind. He, he can't be replicated. Cannot be replicated. But so this is coming up on June. So we're going to be getting Shadow Man number three and two visitors. That is going to be great. Three books. Three books. So first off, we're going to be excited to talk about uh, the third issue of Shadow Man. We love where this book's going. But I'm going to have to dig out the issues of the visitor. It's been quite a while. But I'm glad that they're going to finish it. I, but why do two issues? Why not just give us like one giant size issue just to like be like, cool, here you go. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Two issues is just as good as one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah. I, 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 the, the visitor has just been sitting on my mind for a, a lot of time. You know, I, I want to know how it really ties in. Who is the visitor? He was someone special in the old. The old Valiant universe. He was he was Pete Stanchek. Um, he's not going to be Pete in this one. I'm pretty sure. But uh, 
Huh. Really curious to see like who it is. If it's someone, I, I might be let down if it isn't. You know, if it's just like some random person and there's not much of a tie-in, I might be kind of sad. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to get my hopes up if it's a tie-in. That was my thought of why you're putting it off for so so long. And uh, you think about what book's going to be coming out soon too. Ninjak is coming out soon. Um, could, yeah. Could 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 this have a tie-in with Ninjak uh, being around the corner? Um, and so, yeah, I think that's kind of a big piece. Can we see that dude? Yes. Definitely dig out those shadow mans and get ready for shadow man. Number three, Nicholas appreciates you a lot, man, for that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, what, I haven't read any of the solic- I have not paid any attention to solicitations. Yep. Um, it, I, honestly, if you're looking to dig out old issues, shadow man three, I, I, I would say that deluxe edition of the, uh, Andy Diggle run um of the one that just just got launched would be a good good where to good place to go i loved rapture too rapture would be awesome as well so and then of course justin jordan yeah you know what i want to my question is is i don't know if this is ever something that's going to get brought back up within shadow man although it it did seem a, a tiny bit like something he would deal with but like incursion Tama, she's kind of uh, been infected. You know, are we ever going to see something tied in with that? You know, and and that book did kind of feature some of the like dead side players. You know, we got Dr. Dude, in that book. That would be sick if Tama had something to do with this and these holes and what it's doing to, oh man, yeah, what it's doing to Earth. And yeah, that would be a cool little play. I dig it. Yeah. I dig yeah, it. Just throwing that, I'm just throwing that out there. You know, I, I have no inside knowledge. But I'm just saying, man, like something that book that series was great. Incursion was awesome for what it was, for the four issues it was, but I just feel like it was supposed to lead to something bigger. And maybe maybe the pandemic just throws a lot of stuff off off filter or whatever, you know. But I'm hoping that it comes back into play at some point. You know, it's, it's a loose thread, but I hope that it gets picked up. And who was it that wrote that book? Uh Incursion. Was, I think it was like Diggle and Alex Packneedle. Oh really? Okay, and for some reason I saw—is he taking over Immortal Hulk from? Uh, Alex is doing a, I think just a, a, a tie-in issue. I'm not oh, okay. sure. Okay, I think that's still gonna be Al Ewing. Okay, I was gonna say because right now that's been such a great run that that would be a hard shoes to fill. I've um, been rereading uh, it through uh, Marvel Unlimited and it's been awesome. I, I like it. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I I dig that one too. So if you guys like horror, that one's been a really pretty good horror book, actually. Um, and uh, you know, to a degree. Yeah, it fits. I used to always think of the Hulk as a creepy thing when I was a kid. Lots of dark, dark issues, and it kind of fits back in with that. You know, like there's just a lot of things like when I read it, I'm just like, that's really messed up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's good. I'll take it. So yeah. Anyway. Cool stuff, man. Well, that's it for today. Big thanks to everyone who showed up. Nicholas, Sean, Scott, as always, we love seeing you. David, uh, sorry we didn't have any Eric this week, but uh, you know what? Next time we'll we'll try and get him to not have a life and to settle down with us. Make sure he's there with his Mountain Dew and we'll rock <laughs> and roll. Let's do it. <laughs> Y'all, see you later.